0: home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports
1: with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. All right, here's what I can tell you. Second period about to start in Dallas. It is 3-0 for the Golden Knights in Game 6. If Vegas wins, they win the series. They host Florida in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final on Saturday. If Dallas rallies to win this game, then Game 7 is in Las Vegas on Wednesday. Now, the Stanley Cup final is starting Saturday night no matter what, and we will have all the games for you here on 630. Chad, game seven in the NBA. How about Miami? 27-15. They lead the Celtics 90 seconds into the second quarter. Man, oh, man. Celtics came back from 3-0 down to tie that series. Heavy favorites coming into this game tonight. But the Heat, who, like the Panthers, the bottom seed in the eastern conference are uh, are looking very good early in that game. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep a watch on those ones for you. 7804960063. We'll get to more of your responses later. Which Edmonton sports figure do you think would make the best politician and why? As the provincial election of course is today, the polls close in 53 minutes. And then In an hour, we have an election special here on 630 Chet and on Global News Radio 880 and on Global Television. And they will stay with you until they uh we have results so uh that's coming up special election coverage tonight right here on 6:30. 30 chet so we thought let's combine the world of sports and politics uh, if we can this evening and i'm pleased to welcome back to the show i love talking to this guy 11 years in the canadian football league also went to lsu in the ncaa it is peter Diakowski checking in peter how are you doing i'm doing
0: fantastic thanks for having me on
1: it's good to catch up with you i i I don't know if you remember because you do a lot of interviews but you've been on the show a couple times in the past and i had a blast talking to you so thanks for uh uh rolling with us again tonight now you are are you're where where are you living right now are you uh, out in bc or where are you
0: i'm in hamilton hamilton became home early in my career and i ended up getting to play 10 years here but i'll tell you edmonton always has a very special place in my heart because my auntie sheila and uncle bob hoy live in edmonton my my cousin david hoy is a firefighter out there and i spent a lot of time in my childhood visiting uh, your wonderful city back then it was called the city of champions and as a very young kid i went to some uh back then it was the eskimos now elks games and i i always enjoyed our road games out there And i got to see family so Edmonton has a special place for me
1: well i hope you got the family listing tonight i need all the listeners i can get especially on an election day <laughs> So thanks for the thanks for the shout out to the family here for sure. So uh, before we dive into your election experience, as as someone who is, I mean, you're known for being a, a pretty intelligent guy on top of a, a great football player, and and you did have the foray into politics. My wife
0: that, but yeah, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you will you pay attention to an election in in another province?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, Politics is a great interest of mine, and this one is quite exciting because you've got that horse race feeling. It's not as fun when you know what's going to happen. I was hearing, you know, Hamilton is a very orange city, very NDP city, and the NDP, you know, does a good job of uh, getting along with itself nationally. I heard a high degree of confidence, you know, from, you know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe, but, you know, people who really should have been, uh, you know, we're pl- you know, plugged in, connected with that sort of national machinery. Who said for sure uh, they had Alberta tied up? Uh, and now it's, you know, it looks like it could be anyone's race. And, in fact, the latest polls have got it swung around to the, uh, to the UCP. So very exciting.
1: Well, I, I think you're right, and that's for, for what you know, most of our reporting has been on this station the most of the polls I've seen is, is that there's an edge to the UCP, but it's a small enough edge that we've that we still got to wait and see how it all shakes down tonight. So, yeah, it is uh, perhaps a little more drama than we've had in this province uh, in other elections for sure. Okay, so 2019, you run uh, federally. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hamilton Mountain was the, uh, the, the district. What, what pulled you into politics for that election?
0: Yeah, well, you know what, I've had a lifelong interest in, in politics. I had always thought that some sort of public service was in my future, if you consider politics to be a public service. And after I, I was done playing football, we had this f- federal election coming along, and it, the timing seemed right. I hadn't settled in to something that was going to keep me from dedicating myself to an election. I had a chance to go on. All in, and with the fixed election dates, we knew when the election was coming up, and so I spent a good eleven months in total—not quite maybe ten months—campaigning. It, it was uh, fulfilling a, is scratching a lifelong itch, I guess, but also just felt like the right thing to do at the right time, and I was hoping to be able to do some good. Uh, I did get a lot of steps, and I lost a lot of weight, so it did work <laughs> out in the end. So so w- w- what did you enjoy most
1: and what did you enjoy least about campaigning?
0: I wouldn't say there was anything I enjoyed least because even the – I did a lot of door knocking, and I really enjoyed enjoyed that. My my thinking was because I was running in a riding as a conservative candidate that hadn't gone conservative in about 40 years. Mm-hmm so I felt if I can get to people's doorstep, get to know them, and you know, reach out, I think maybe people will like me. Uh, and going through life, I'm, I'm generally a friendly guy and maybe because I'm, I'm big and I, maybe I just don't notice things, I just always assume that people like me. So we did a lot of door knocking and being on people's doorsteps, They open up and some of my very favorite memories when people were people sharing on their doorstep, you know, hopes, dreams, fears, concerns, things that were important to them and it It was really neat to, you know, I went to, I was on 10,000 plus doorsteps. my whole team, we knocked on over 40,000 doors, and, you know, there's only 30,000 in the riding, so we were, you know, checking in two, three times for people that we thought had a, you know, high likelihood of maybe voting for me, but I had, you know, thousands and thousands of direct conversations, and that was really neat. I had, I had a policy. I'd never said no to a drink if I was offered. Like, that would be impolite. So there were some Saturdays in the summer where I was, you know, being invited into, like, many back-to-back backyard barbecues. And, you know, you get given a tall boy. You can't say no, and you can't give it back half full.
1: Wow, that's that's making me want to campaign. That's that's something. So, Peter Dykowski joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, former CFL offensive lineman, most of his year, uh, most of his career with Hamilton, and he campaigned. Uh, he ran in the 2019 Canadian federal election. So you mentioned you riding usually uh votes new democrat and it was a new democrat uh who won that that election i mean it was really, like you guys were relatively close he uh uh scott Duvall was about 3000 ahead of bruno ugenti who was about 2500 ahead of you which i mean politics is not that big of a swing when you got tens of thousands of people uh, voting like on election day did you kind of feel well i don't know i'm still a pretty big underdog here did you get your hopes up what was election day like for you
0: I'm an eternal optimist, and I thought I was winning, and I was determined to do everything necessary to win. You know, turn over every stone. We we de- we spent the most. I raised the most money and, and spent the most, and we spent a lot of money pre written too. So you know, I didn't leave anything on un- any stones unturned in that area. But it's not just money that wins elections. It felt very good at the doors. Um, all through the spring and the summer I don't know if anyone remembers the 2019 federal campaign, but it did feel like the winds shifted uh, a bit uh, and then significantly as we got into the into the fall. And I think there was a general trend. if I was going to win a tough to win riding as a conservative candidate, I needed to do everything right and uh, I, I also needed a big national wind at my back to carry me over like when you so- see some of those big change, elections like when brian Mulroney or, or not brian Mulroney, rather but kim campbell got voted out and the uh, current liberals got voted and something you know not quite of that magnitude but that definitely helps you uh, so know during the post war there's definitely some things we could have done better you know tactically but i did feel that that change um uh, I was also aware of some polling that was going on, and I had a a city councilor tell me who was looking at maybe running uh, for another party against me who, you know, looked at some polling in the spring and decided not to, and, you know, apparently I was uh, looking very good. And then I saw some polling, and I, I know a little bit of math, and I was able to see this is a statistically significant poll because it's tough to get in Canadian politics polls that tell you much about any particular writing mm-hmm. and there was a good sample from my riding, and there were I think it was two in the last couple of weeks and it showed what was going to happen on election day pretty accurately and I saw that so I was kind of ready for what was going to happen but in the back of my head, or actually in the front of it, I still thought, like, you know what, that's just a poll. I've this thing. And I was knocking on doors until probably about 15 minutes before the polls closed, to half an hour before the polls closed, just with our get out of the vote team. So I you know, I didn't quit until they, uh, until they shut down. But still, getting the news... You know, once it was all said and done, wasn't very. You know, wasn't one of my favorite memories from the election, but it wasn't. You know, wasn't crushing. It didn't. Uh, didn't kill a part of me or anything like that. It was. You know, it was. It was one. You know, one bad, but a very important bit, probably the most important bit, I guess, of of elections is is the result. But I enjoyed the process. You know, they say it's not whether you win or lose, it's if you have fun along the way. Now, the reality is after playing a lot of pro football, whether you win or lose does matter quite a bit. (laughs) But I also had fun. Uh,
1: Would you do it again?
0: Would you run again? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I I, I would. It was a great experience. However, it was tough on my family, and and it was a, a tough balance to strike and I don't know if I got it quite right but you know now we've got a couple of little girls four and six and I had a very tough time looking at the 2021 federal election and choosing to sit out rather than rather than run and I you know unfortunately might make the same decision the next go around, but eventually I think I'll, I i can't see myself not wanting to get back into it. it's very frustrating Being politically engaged and sitting on the sidelines, it's, you know, for anyone who gets in, they they always say it's a lot tougher once you get in, you realize, you realize why, but, you know, it's tough to be on the outside looking at it. Yes, I would like to uh, give it another shot.
1: Peter thanks for sharing that story I mean good for you that you did that I can I can tell you enjoyed the experience and uh, I could tell you were running for all the right reasons I got to ask you one football question uh 2017 you were with the Riders after that long tenure with Hamilton uh Chris Jones was your coach uh now he's back here going into his second year of his second tenure um your experiences with Chris Jones do you think he's on the right path to turn it around for the Elks
0: Oh, I, I love playing for Chris Jones. You know, he has a very unique approach, and that goes without saying, right? I really enjoyed that season in Saskatchewan. I wanted to play my whole career in Hamilton. I wanted to play 15 years in Hamilton, and I wasn't, you know, happy when uh, I wasn't going to do that. But I decided, hey, you know what? Saskatchewan wants me They actually I, – I signed a contract with another team. Uh, in free agency that year and they traded me fortunately to Saskatchewan so I never had to put on that jersey so I, I don't acknowledge that brief period of time but then Saskatchewan picks me up and I thought, you know what, they want me I'm going to go out there have a great time Chris Jones, you know, its I don't want to say chaotic because it's not it's not chaos because he's very, you know, he's deliberate he's intentional in, in how he runs his program but he he does like to change things up. If he feels like something's not working, you know, he's not going to do the exact same thing every single day for the whole season. If he feels like he has to change up part of the team's routine or the offense or the defense, he's going to do it. And he's not afraid to shake things up and make big changes. And that's what you see. He makes big, bold, brash decisions. And as a player, that's fun. You know, you want to have a coach who's going to bet on you, you know, as as a, as a player and give you a chance to, to succeed and to win the Alex needed a big change. You know, you know, I hate, hate to say it, they, need a, they need a big change. They need to get shaken up. And I, so I think he's, uh, he's on the right track. You know, I don't think one preseason game tells the, uh, tells the whole story. I, I would not be surprised if I'm going to get to watch a game with Edmonton in it, here in Hamilton in, uh, in November this year.
1: Wow, well, that'd be incredible. That's uh, I, I just want to win one home game first, but I, I appreciate your optimism for sure. Hey, Peter, let let's try to do this again. Thanks for telling your uh, your story about your venture into politics, and if you choose to go that route again, we wish you all the best. but I hope we can have you on the show again soon.
0: Well, I, absolutely. And, you know, I'm always happy to do some on location reporting here in Hamilton when we uh, when we have uh, Edmonton out uh, as the visitors. Now, I know the the new schedule, we don't have quite so much of the interdivisional matchups, but uh, looking forward to seeing them and happy to come on again sometime and let's see what happens tonight in the election. Thank you, Peter.
1: Thanks. Peter Dykowski checking in from the Hammer, 11-year. CFL offensive lineman and, uh, yes, a candidate for the Conservative Party in the 2019 Canadian federal election in the district of Hamilton Mountain. Uh, tight race came in uh, third. The uh, NDP held on to uh, that riding back then. Okay, that was fun. Seven eight zero four nine six is still 3-0 for Vegas, seven minutes into the second period. We asked you earlier which... Edmonton sports figure do you think would make the best politician and why we'll get to more of your responses when we get back inside sports with Reed
0: Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates Alberta injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law
1: hey Kellen guess what I did during the commercial election night pizza I had a slice of the pizza for the news crew who were covering the election Mm mm-hmm it is. I was able to sneak election. one out. I'll probably get in trouble later. Yes, Kel's <laughs> just like, "Yep, you're doomed." <laughs> pretty good. Got some. Uh, we got some Neitz's pizza. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is really good. Good stuff. Still three nothing Vegas. Almost halfway through the game. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Which Edmonton sports figure? Would make the best politician, and why? Go ahead,
0: mm-hmm. Kellen. Oh, we got uh, a variety of names here, so we'll start with Big Bad Joe, who texts in and says, "Rob Brown, always neutral and honest." That's from Big Bad Joe. Fair uh, enough. We've got Bill texting in that says, "Hunter the mascot because he is scary." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hunter the mascot because mm-hmm. he is scary.
1: He Apparently, is scary, yes. that was from Rob. You said uh, from Bill. Bill, sorry. Apparently, he uh, finds. A uh, lot to analyze there from Bill.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it alone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, George, We got an unknown text sent his, uh George Laroc, Who's going to argue with him? Well, George Laroque ran for the
1: Green Party. Wasn't he the deputy leader to Elizabeth yes. May a, yep. a while ago now? A while probably away, yep. well over a decade ago. But he has, uh, I, I think his riding would have been in Montreal. But, yes, he uh,
0: he did run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got another unknown text. You'll get a kick out of this one. Essa Tikanen gets a vote. You can't understand him, so you wouldn't know what he, when he was lying. And no promises, yeah. No promises. I, I yeah. didn't say that.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Okay, we will do the news and weather. Now, uh, we got another football player who went into politics coming up next. This guy uh, has been an MLA not quite as long as he played football because he was in the CFL for 17 years, but I believe he's been elected three times already. So uh, we will combine sports and politics even more when we get back after the news.